Bro, 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 bro. Daniel Bryan is the 9-11 of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> it's a joke, right? Oh, but yeah. out of context, that shit sounds terrible. Heel Nakamura is best for business. The uh, Nutcracker Prince or whatever you want to call him. I'm <laughs> all great. About, I'm all about That's it. That's a t-shirt. Well, he was right about this. Well, of course he was, man. He also predicted three other things to happen with that same prediction. Like... Bro, 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 bro. Say hello to the bald guy. And bow down to your king. This is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike Shooter Marcus. He is King of Nerds, Mike Force, and we are the Mikes on Mikes. How's it going, King? Pretty good. Pretty good. My back kind of hurts. I've been shoveling and salt on my sidewalk. Yeah, winter in the uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania area kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, it hasn't been super bad this year, but it it does suck. It's it's starting to, uh, I think the proper word is catch up to us. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. All right, guys, we have a ton of stuff to go over. It is, as I stated last week, my most anticipated time of the year. Royal Rumble, uh, the beginning of the road to WrestleMania, and I think it would be it'd be silly to think that's not what we're going to talk about today. I think that's fair to say. And it's also, you know, we have to get in the NXT Takeover, man, which is Saturday. It's going to be the quote unquote kickoff to the big weekend, and I know that we don't. We dabble in NXT here. We don't go full bore into it until these takeovers, which I think is something that's pretty awesome about NXT. I don't always have time to keep up weekly with each show that NXT presents every Wednesday night, but they present it in such a fascinating way that you can watch a takeover, be completely caught up, and it's just as awesome if you invested, I would imagine, if you invested every second into watching that program. Yeah, takeovers are wonderful like that. You just pick it up, watch it, and go on with your life. Yep, absolutely. So, I think we should just go over this card, Mike. It's a it's a good card. It's a simple card. It's straightforward. Uh, some things that we'll touch on about it and pick our winners. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right. NXT TakeOver Phoenix. We're going to get, you know, a grudge match, I guess. Uh Last takeover, trying to put my timeline in, uh, in the correct spot. Last takeover was Matt Riddle's, I guess, in ring debut for NXT, where he basically just knocked Cassius Eno out right off the bat. Well, now we're going to get a match. I'm sure this is going to be a lot more than that. And it's going to be probably pretty damn awesome. I've been watching a lot of NXT since the last takeover, and this feud's really developed pretty well. Uh, they've involved Keith Lee in it. It's taken, uh, it's taken on a life of its own more than just, you know, this just, this knockout shot. Uh, this is gonna be a good match. Um, but, you know, Riddle's not losing yet. He's future NXT champion. At some point, Cash Asono has to win something. At some point. But it's not. But <laughs> Eventually, it's, right? But it's not gonna be this. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so either. And I would actually disagree. He doesn't have to win ever because I believe he's kind of doing the player coach thing now as it is. So, I mean, if they really want the guy to stay in the company, he can do things like this, keep teaching at the PC. And if that's what he enjoys and he likes it, hey, more power to him, right? The Dolph Ziggler of NXT. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much spot on. Yeah, I'll take Riddle as well. I don't think, just don't think he loses yet or anytime soon. Uh, next on the card, NXT North American Championship. Our champion, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, Gargano's another guy that's like at some point he has to win something, doesn't he? I think this title is kind of tailor-made for him. I, I, I'm not really sure what I think right here. It could go either way. What are you picking? <sighs> I almost say you're right in saying he's got to win something at some point in time. And if they're really, you know, they're teasing this whole DIY reunion in a sense... Wouldn't it make sense to have both of them have the two top singles titles? It'd be pretty interesting to see them have kind of like a like a comeback, a, a reunion, and they're both the singles holder, top single holders. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to see that. I just don't know if and they I, pull the trigger on that, though. Well, I think it also goes into Ricochet's time in NXT. Do you think he's... Ready to move up? Do you think he stays there a little longer? I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've heard, I've heard talk that he was as, as good as Ricochet is. That he was super nervous coming to NXT and trying to learn these things that you know people don't take into account what they don't know, even though they've wrestled on big stages about the presentation that goes into what WWE does on a weekly basis. And, and I don't honestly know if he's ready yet or not. So I think, and it doesn't just because he loses doesn't mean that that means he's going up either. We could still have more stories here. So I don't know. I'm going to still take Johnny because I think he needs to win something. You're right. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Ricochet just because I just, I don't think he drops his belt yet. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. NXT Tag Team Championship. Undisputed Era, our current reigning defending champions, versus the War Raiders. I think the War Raiders are eventually NXT Tag Team Champions. I just don't think yet. Yeah, I would also agree with that. I just think the Undisputed Era is too hot to to pull a title off of, especially since Adam Cole is not on this takeover. He's no longer the North American champion. I think you got to keep some gold around them at some point in time until they either, until they either go their separate ways, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon. They go to the main roster, which I still think we're a little bit not in that quite in that timeline yet. And I, or they either build them all to be champions, which I think would be incredible too. And I don't know that we're ever going to see that. So I think as of right now, undisputed air keeps the gold at least, at least till the mania takeover, right? Yeah. I think that that's probably when they lose it. Uh, the war Raiders are definitely getting these belts and that's probably the time for it. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. 
NXT Women's Championship. Shayna Baszler, our champion, versus Bianca Blair. It's all Baszler. All day, right? Baszler's... <laughs> I think Baszler doesn't ever lose this title. I think she just, like, leaves it in the ring and goes to the main roster. You think she... Yeah, you think she Oscars it and... Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that. Uh, hers will not be the same kind of send-off if that happens. Yeah. Like, is the kind of chick I could see almost doing, like, the Paige thing and showing up and just beating the champion the night she shows up and having both titles and throwing that one down and taking the other one. You know what I mean? Yes. Although, at the same time, you don't want to make it look disrespectful to the NXT title. Let's be fair, Vince doesn't care. <laughs> Hunter does, though. Yeah, Hunter does. So, it's something along those lines. But I agree, she may not ever lose this title again. Uh, I will also say that it, I like Bianca Blair, but she's not the one to beat Shayna. Yeah, she's not the one to beat Shayna, and it's just not her time yet. And she she's yeah. undefeated up to this point, so it's time for her to take a loss. And it's perfectly acceptable to lose to Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Alright, so the main event of the card, or at least I would assume, the NXT Championship, reigning, defending, still champion, Tomasa Champa versus Aleister Black. We finally get the rematch, man. The the tainted victory that got Champa the title and Black's back for revenge, I guess. Um Does Aleister Black show up in the Rumble? I don't know, but I definitely think it's very possible. I mean, Aleister Black has been on main roster events for like a year and a half from time to time. So I don't think it's out of the question at all. And again, just because he shows up in a rumble doesn't mean he's coming up. Adam Cole was there last year. He didn't come up. So, I mean, it's a, definitely a possibility. It, I wouldn't, I would be totally cool with that. Um, I just, again, I, I just, you know, it's funny. We had this conversation, uh, how many takeovers ago and I made the claim that I think Champa was the face of the division. Or I think I think I said Black was the face of the division. Same with Baszler, and I think it's different now, man. I think the injury definitely threw that off course, and I think that the success Champa has had as a heel and as the champion kind of flip flop them, and I think that he's gonna have that title for. I think we're in for a little longer ride with that. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe it is a Matt Riddle that takes it off of him eventually. Maybe it's a Ricochet. Uh, which again goes back to Ricochet can't take that title if he's got the North American one, right? Or can he? Well, I guess he could, but, you know. <laughs> you always have the ultimate challenge in the NXT form, but I think this is Chompas to keep. I think Black. I mean, if Black loses, doesn't that just kind of say he needs to come up to the main roster at this point? Yeah, I think or, Black's... Or you're going to start to hurt him. I think Black's moving on. Uh, so I don't I don't see him winning this. But maybe yep. he's here until Mania time. 
and you know maybe he's the night after mania guys so he could pick it up and hold it till mania but i don't see the point of that so no i don't see black winning but it's gonna be you know gargano interference something to that effect i'd almost rather see him lose i mean if if they're gonna hold him off till mania or night after mania i'd rather see black lose and then disappear maybe with a double team fake injury angle from those from Ciampa and Gargano you know what I mean yeah really really take him out and then he'll just be gone and he'll show up after Mania on the main roster because there's no point in him doing anything in NXT if he's leaving yeah I mean top to bottom this is a solid card NXT I mean, I can't ever think of one where I was disappointed in watching well, it, no, so you're going to enjoy there this. There hasn't been a bad one. <laughs> they're always, uh, they're some, always super fun. Right. Some things to kind of take away from it, Mike. I mean, no Velveteen Dream. No Adam Cole. I don't think that that's a problem because, I mean... How many takeovers have Cassius Ono not been on? You know what I mean? Like, it, you only do four or five matches. You got a, you know, medium sized roster. You're not going to get everybody on there. And I think, for one, with, you know, example of Adam Cole, his stable's on there. I'm sure that he makes an appearance. I would be surprised if he didn't. And you know, Velveteen's doing this whole thing on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that or not, where he said that he knows his worth and he's not going to wrestle for NXT until they show him that they know his worth. Yeah, I saw that. That's great storytelling. It really, really is. It, some of the stuff they do it's with so, some of these it's guys... It's so great that people it, it, are retarded and think that it's real. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, immediately you see the tweets, AEW, AEW. I'm like, oh my God, please tell me you're kidding. Like this dude is really throwing a fit about not being on the takeover. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible that people will complain that kayfabe is dead, and then when it smacks them in the face, they don't even see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got anything you want to add to NXT, or should we uh, no. take a quick break and move on to the I meat of it? I actually am going to be able to watch that one. Cause, there you uh, go. I'm taking work off Saturday. so oh, See? Yeah. So See, I, that's what we do. We're real fans. We just miss work yeah, for shit. I'm probably not going to watch it. Well, I'm, technically that day I'm help, I'm moving my mother-in-law. So uh, that's why I'm taking off work. It's just happenstance that it's NXT. I can watch. Hey, sometimes stuff just works out, Mike. <laughs> really, it does. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited to watch this, uh, as always. Every NXT, I'm always very excited to watch, and no different on this one. Uh, What do you think is going to be the the match of the night? Oh, man, match of the night. Boy, I'm going to say it's hard to pick against Ciampa in black, isn't it? Yeah. But it's also hard to pick against Ricochet and Gargano, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great problem to have? Yeah, that's an awesome problem to have. I'm not sure either. I think everything's going to be spectacular, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think they're all going to be really, really good, and I think that we as fans are the real winners here. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break, guys, because we got a lot to unpack with this Royal Rumble coming up. Hang tight. We will be right back. And now, very special, apologetic reading of the actual Happy Days theme song by the Nearfall Network Zone and Zomori. No, uh, first of all, I'd like to give apologies to Mr. Dominic Hauser, the uh, author of the actual Happy Days theme song. Apologize for disrespecting your work last week, sir. If you're still alive, I don't even know. Anyway, Sunday, Monday. Happy Days. Tuesday, Wednesday. Happy Days. Thursday, Friday. Happy days. The weekend comes. My cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are ours. Happy and free. Mo happy days. These days are ours. Share them with me. Oh, baby. Goodbye, gray sky. Hello, blue. There's nothing can hold me when I hold you. Feel so right. You can't be wrong. Consensual. Rockin' and rollin' all week long. Saturday. <laughs> what day? Groovin' all week with you. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Bloody the place to you. These days are us, happy and free. No happy days. These days are ours. Share them with me. These days are yours and mine. No happy days. These days are yours and mine. Oh happy days. These happy days are yours and mine. Happy days, how you doing? That's a positive song. I like that. I appreciate you guys letting me come in here. Uh, rectify my mistakes from previous weeks. The song had a note of hope. Positivity to it about, uh, you know, happy days. I'm going to keep that with me in my heart of hearts. Because I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Well, that was different. Yeah, man, good for him. He's getting stuff back on track. Has he uh, cleaned up your backyard at all? No. No. It's maybe still he's, a maybe he's not. Oh, jeez. still a shit. One day. One day, Mike. Yeah. No. I'm gonna, <laughs> eventually, when it's warm, I'm just going to go set everything on fire. That's fair. You probably should do it when it's cold. It'll at least give him some heat. 
Oh, it's like it's so cold. I just don't care enough to go outside in it. That's fair, and I understand. All right, so we're on the road to WrestleMania, Mike, and I gotta tell you, man, yet again, two really entertaining, fun episodes of uh, main roster television and Raw and SmackDown this week. Yeah, it's been pretty good the last couple weeks, man. If you're just all like still a naysayer, then you know there is no pleasing you. Yeah, and I think that's. A very valid argument. Let me ask you kind of right off the rip. So are, are, are these are these the changes that we talked about that, that, that were talked about by the McMahon family to us? I mean, I feel like it is, and I feel like they're at least for the time being holding up their end of the bargain. We'll see after Sunday if we all agree with that or not. I mean, we'll see, huh? <laughs> I, I, I mean, only time will tell. I, if Finn Balor loses, is it still really okay? We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to it. it. We'll get to it. We will these definitely might, get to it. These might be changes. These might be the changes. These could be. These could be changes. Possibly. And I think we're gonna we're gonna have a clearer picture after Sunday. So what I wanted to do, Mike, in, in, in this first part. We're going to do the same. We're going to talk about. We're probably going to expand a little more on some of these and give our predictions. That said, we're going to save the Rumble matches for the end. And we're just going to go over the good old school one-on-one tag and all that kind of fun stuff and kind of go from there. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds great to me, man. All right. So this card, which is stacked, by the way. We're going to start out with the Cruiserweight Championship, a four-way dance. Uh, champion Buddy Murphy versus Kalisto versus Tazawa versus Hideo Itami. Kickoff show, which, I mean, look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Maybe people don't feel right about being on a kickoff show, but at this point, it's more of just part of the show with more talking in between than actually being a kickoff. And it's also a very... In, in all reality, it's an important spot because you're the first thing the crowd sees. So you need to get them up so they can stay up for the whole event that is like 17 hours long. Oh, Mike just politely told you, Internet guys, to fuck off. <laughs> in the nicest way possible, man. You, you know didn't I do. know that, but Mike was telling you to fuck off. I just tell you to fuck <laughs> off. Mike, like roundabout, <laughs> says fuck off. I am not that Mike. So who you got, man? Does uh, Buddy Murphy drop this strap, or does he keep rolling like he has been? Uh, Quite frankly, one of the best guys in that division right now, in my opinion. I think Buddy Murphy keeps rolling with it. I wouldn't mind seeing a day of Tommy win it, though. Who? The day of Tommy. Who? Man, fuck off. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I think Buddy Murphy keeps this championship. And I think he... Here's a question. Just kind of popped into my head when I said that. I'm try- I don't know when he won this title, but he's had it for a good while. I know he had the whole storyline where he had to cut weight to make it to 205 and this, that, and the other. Do you think there's any chance that he 
is part maybe either part of a more more of these guys being integrated into the main roster or maybe he just makes the jump himself as the champion and then eventually has to drop the title he could be I don't see why I think like if you were going to try it with anybody he's the best guy to try it with I mean you're doing it with what's his face yeah Mustafa Ali is that his name is that his name? That is his name. I mean, like, this correct. dude is all of a sudden a main roster-like star. So, getting a weirdly huge push. Like, <laughs> like we've never talked about, what the fuck is going on with this? <laughs> I mean... Like, not that, like, it's cool. I like the guy. You know what I mean? I've always been a fan of his shit. I like his little entrance. Uh, he's been good since the Cruiserweight Classic that he was in. Uh, I've always enjoyed his work. It's just like, it's just weird to me that like everybody in the cruiserweight division, you were like, this is the guy that's going to get put on the main roster and get a push. Well, I listened to, uh, talk is Jericho that had him on it. This was just maybe a week or two ago. So it wasn't that long ago. And he kind of, the way he presented it was kind of like, it was out of nowhere for him as well. And when it was first kind of explained to him, it was a one-off. And and then the next week, you know, he was, you know, back and basically told, hey, you're on the main roster now. You're not on 205 Live anymore. He also kind of theorized that he feels like Daniel Bryan had a lot to do with it, which makes a lot of sense. And also makes me think that they might be working together again down the road, which I think is good because it's definitely fresh and it's definitely, they put on the, what I've seen of those two in the ring together. It's been very entertaining. They're going to put the belt on this dude. They're just trying it with another middle Eastern. They're like, well, we're just going to fucking throw the belts on middle Eastern dudes. <laughs> see what happens. See what the fuck it didn't work with gender. See which let's one do fu- it with a, see what, let's do it with a baby face. See which one fucking catches. See what happens, man. <laughs> see, <laughs> She's going to keep throwing him against the wall, and eventually one will stick. Something's going to stick eventually. All right, so next on the kickoff show, another championship match. United States Championship, uh, our champion, Rusev Day, versus uh, the former champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. One year ago. (laughs) I know what you're going to say before you even say it. Shinsuke Nakamura won... The fucking Royal Rumble. And a year later, he is losing to Rusev on the pre-show for the U.S. title. Yeah, I would agree with that. (laughs) It's, It's certainly not time to take it off of Rusev since he just got it. Man, I like Shinsuke, but I haven't seen... I'm just going to go out and say what I don't think anyone is saying. Even in the NXT work, when you really look back at it, his best best match was his first match, and he's never touched it since. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of missed opportunities with him, too. Like, if you're going to have him chase a mid-card title, I just don't get why you wouldn't integrate the Japanese shit and have him chase the Intercontinental title. Yeah, that's a valid point, but, I mean, 
To be fair, it's not on his show. Which I know, is, but I'm saying, why wouldn't you have him on that show? Yeah, or or there's a hundred reasons why you could have show. him on that show, chasing. Yeah, you're right. That belt. Well, you know what? Maybe that's what's next for him. Maybe. I mean, hopefully, there's a a major shuffle up. Do you think? Do you think Nakamura stays? Yeah, he seems pretty invested in America. Or maybe well, he, he just stays in America. Right. I mean, that's all also a possibility, but... I mean, the guy's no spring chicken. He had a very aggressive, <laughs> pun intended, strong style in Japan. And he doesn't have to do that now. And I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna blow smoke up your ass. If this guy goes to say AEW and you don't get the New Japan Shinsuke Nakamura, people aren't gonna be happy. Yeah, no, they don't want this guy in AEW. Not the guy currently wrestling in WWE. They right. want they so, want New Japan, and maybe he doesn't want to do that shit anymore. And that's kind of that's kind of the the. the that's kind of the feeling I have, Mike, that he just he just doesn't want to do that anymore. And to be fair, I can't blame him. I, I mean, mean, if he's making good money going out there putting on, you know, mediocre matches that aren't nearly as intense on his body, I can't blame the guy. No, it would be hard to blame him. I mean, he's not old. But he's wrestling old. He's not even like wrestling old, but he's approaching wrestling old pretty quickly. Right, and like I said, with his style, it's probably even technically wrestling older than he should be. Yeah, so there's no... Fuck me, you want to go out there and keep having like decent matches? Go ahead. No one's saying... Because I think... I personally think a lot of his matches have been underrated, but... Um... If you want him to have the same type of match he had, like I think a lot of people want him to have the same type of matches he had in Japan, and that that's jading them a little bit. Yeah, I agree. His matches. I just don't think you got to understand for him to put on a good match like you want him to have, him and someone else have to kick the shit out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> and there might like not the be type, a lot of guys yeah, there that really want the to do that. The type of match that you want him to have, like that you really are like wanting him to have at the end of the day, is you want him and another dude to stand in the ring and kick the fuck out of each other. And that's just mm -hmm. not going to happen in a WWE ring. Like at no point are they going to be like, all right, man, Nakamura and uh, Dan O'Brien, get out there and kick the fuck out of each other. It's not going to happen. You're certainly not going to kick the fuck out of Dan O'Brien. <laughs> Not in the head, anyway. No, but, like, well, let's even say, like, Johnny Gargano. Like, they're not going to send uh -huh. those two out there to kick the shit out of each other. It's just not going to happen, man. We don't have matches right. like that in WWE. So, like, the, <laughs> the good match that you want him to have, it's not – it's an impossibility within the confines of the company he works for. Yep, I, I think that's pretty fair. And, like I said, I don't – I'm not gonna give Nakamura shit if that's on him. If it's it's if it's a hundred percent on WWE, which I just at this point I don't think that's even close to the case, then that's them missing a lot of opportunity. But I really think, I really think you're right, man. I think no one in that company is gonna want to do that, and I don't necessarily think that he wants to do it. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. <laughs> All right. 
SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Our champions of the bar versus the best tag team in the world. <laughs> Miz and Shane McMahon, who hopefully can see straight after that bro kick he took on uh, Tuesday night. Hey, that shit was crazy, man. <laughs> that was rough. Just that whole end of that segment. Putting them through the table. You know what I loved about that? I loved Miz getting on top of Shane and covering him up, protecting him from the uh, attack. Yeah, I did like that too. That was a good character moment right there. It really was. And see, it's little things like that that I don't know if he was directed to do that, if that was just Miz like knowing the character, the story, the approach, and what they wanted and needed. But that was just an awesome touch that takes something that was okay to the next level because this whole team thing, I was like, this is kind of the stupidest thing going on on the in the whole main roster right now. And after Tuesday, I'm like, you know what? I kind of like it, and it's a lot of more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Uh, I've been enjoying it so far, to be honest with you. But I, I like Miz's work. I don't think, oh, they, yeah, I don't so think do I. they win. You don't think they win? Hmm. Actually, I do think they win. I take that back. <laughs> um, I do think that they probably win. This is going to continue some story setup for WrestleMania. Yep, I think they win. We have new tag team champions. I also, I'm just going to put it out there. You know, we had the announcement of the women's tag team titles. They definitely appear to be a floating title. There's one set. We talked about how they don't really have time or roster size to do two sets with the women. I think, and I could be wrong, but I almost think we're going to be moving towards that with the men as well. That would be great. I'd be super cool with that. And I think that this storyline may be part of that. And what kind of brings me to that thought, Mike, is we heard how long ago that the women's title tag titles were coming and rumor and innuendo would lead you to believe that they were supposed to debut at Evolution and they did not. And I almost half wonder if logistically they were trying to time shows out and realizing how bloated things were getting and maybe they wanted to do this. And I could be just making this shit up and way off base, but maybe this is all part of a strategy to refocus. Think about it. They have a hard enough time focusing on the tag division on each show with the men. Now they're adding another tag division. Wouldn't it make sense to have the men have one and the women have one and then you have still have two tag divisions to focus on, but now they're, you know, you have two different genders, so you can split that up. It doesn't have to be the same thing, and now you have more teams having matches with stakes so they can maybe get that number one contendership for that title uh, and, and whatnot so that it can actually mean more and you can develop these stories. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. I would love that, actually. Develop. I, I want them... I've been advocating them developing their tag division for quite a while. So yep. uh, this would definitely be a big part of it. Combine the belts and... You know, man, just keep one red one and one blue one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's go to a black strap and have it, have it look really similar to the women's because those belts are way better than the giant silver copper penny looking that's things that's probably they have. what they'll do but i really like my idea 
<laughs> Let's not uh, split any hairs here, Mike. You really just want that because you already have one of each that you could use for your figure collection, correct? I don't, actually. I don't have either one of those belts. Weird things I don't have. Like, I don't have that um, either one of those belts. I've only got one Universal Championship belt. I don't have any women's title belts. Somebody here's got a leg up on you, Mike. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't have mm. any women's title belts. Mm. Man, a couple legs up on you. Man, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how many figures, right. yeah, how many figures do you have? Not nearly as much as you, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to whip the dick out and lay it on the table there in front of you. That's but... <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't mind. Anyway, all right, moving on. Let's see. This is where we're really going to get into the thick of things. Are you ready for this, Mike? Yeah, let's let's get into the thick of things. <laughs> All right. SmackDown Women's Championship. Asuka, champion. The man, Becky Lynch, challenger. Who do you got? I don't think... I think Becky has to lose this, doesn't she? So she can be in the Rumble later? <sighs> Or can you well, win and be in the Rumble? I, I mean, how else have we, we get to Ronda? <sighs> There's ways, and I think. Well, you know, to be fair, we've stated on this show it's your your saying, not mine. But how do we get there? Pro wrestling, Mike. That's how we get there. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to to be fair and to be logical. Yeah, clearly you almost think that Becky Lynch has to lose unless we're com unless we're going to do something where we combine these titles too, which I don't think we're there yet. I don't think I want that. So, let's assume we're not doing that. I think the smart choice if we're going with Lynch Rousey or some form of that is to have Lynch lose, right? Yeah, with help from Ronda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a big possibility. I'm all, so we're both taking Oscar. I also think, which is kind of a catch-22 because, you know, like you said, with help from Ronda, I, I'm on the same track as you. But then that gives Oscar another kind of tainted victory, and she almost needs to beat her clean. But that being said, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. And I think that Oscar can. There's plenty of time in the in between time to make Oscar to build Oscar to be fine. a strong champion. She's fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Yep, I agree. I agree. All right, next on the card, Mike. We'll go on the raw side of the women's uh, title. Do I even have to ask? Ronda Rousey versus Shasha Banks. Yeah, how this. <laughs> It's polite that they gave Sasha this spot. <laughs> it's, it's it's a it's a fill in spot before her and Bailey win the tag titles, yeah, right? This is nice. This was nice of them to shut yeah, nice the Sasha nod. fans up. Here you go. Sasha well, the fans. thing the the thing is, Mike, we're getting all these matches out of the way because Ronda's leaving after WrestleMania, didn't you know? Yeah, I I know that that report came out today. Thursday when we record this, uh, I, I, Uncle Dave reported that. I don't know. 
Sure. Says she wants to start well, a family. I don't know, man. Maybe well, she fucking does. I don't know. Well, here, here's the thing, Mike. Um, this to me is Dave being Dave. I I don't even know. Like, this is him literally just taking a shot in the dark from him knowing that at one point in time Rhonda said uh, she wanted to have a baby soon. That's all it is. That's all it is. Uh, TMZ actually reported that Rousey is not parting ways with WWE. Uh, let me, I have an article right here exclusive from TMZ and I will just read it for everybody. Uh, Ronda Rousey is not parting ways with WWE. Despite reports, she's on her way out. TMZ Sports has learned. A report by wrestling journalist Dave Meltzer sparked hysteria. <laughs> with some jumping to the conclusion she's ending her pro wrestling career after one year with Vince McMahon's company. And why? Meltzer's report says there's, quote, a very good chance, end quote, she could wrap up with WWE after WrestleMania in April so she can focus on starting a family with husband Travis Brown. But what people are skipping over, Meltzer also reports she will, quote, probably remain affiliated with the company, end quote, after WrestleMania. Pro Wrestling Sheets added more clarity, describing the situation as a planned break, but it's not set in stone. Multiple sources connected to Ronda tell TMZ Sports that she is, quote, super happy in her new career and isn't ready to pull the plug just yet. We also know Rhonda is serious about starting a family soon, and she's been vocal about this for months. In fact, this is where Dave's getting this from. Back in May 2018, she said the plan was to get pregnant someday soon. So babies have been on her brain. Also, a WWE spokesperson tells us Ronda Rousey is under contract with WWE until April 10th, 2021. Whether she wants to start a family is a private matter, end quote. So, <laughs> this is literally Dave being Dave. This is also, quite literally, the multiple internet dirt sites just picking from Dave and Dave's stories and Dave's radio show and telling a, painting the picture that they want to paint. Which is, quite frankly, how they do most of it. TMZ kind of poked a jab at you there. That's funny. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I don't think that makes very much sense. I also think it was funny how, and again, I don't, I don't listen to the Dave, so I don't know how it exactly was reported by him, but it was kind of presented that you know, Meltzer said, well, we thought she signed a long-term contract, but apparently she didn't. And now we're hearing by WWE, no, she's under contract till April 2021. So everybody just calm down, okay? Clearly, if that's a plan, then she's going to go have her child or whatever she plans on doing, try to, whatever. And then she'll probably either have to come back for the missed time or however they plan it, but... She's if that's something she wants to do, she has time to do it with her within the contract she signed, right? I mean, it really depends on what you call long term, Mike. <laughs> it's fair. It really fair. does. Like, what do you call long term? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you depends? You know. 
It does depend, but I, I mean, I think we all, again, we just all just need to calm down. Let things, let things be and stop jumping to conclusions every time you read Dave Meltzer says. But it's, it's the Dave. I know, it's the Dave. It's always about the Dave. It's Dave. So, Ronda Rousey's walking out with this title. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's gonna beat the hell out of Sorry, Sasha fans, but your purple-haired goddess of the wrestling ring is going to get wrecked. Well, let me throw this one out at you, Mike. What if... Throw it. What if Becky costs Ronda the title and Banks wins? Oh, snap of Rooney. And then Ronda enters the Rumble and wins. Oh, wow. And now she doesn't want... Of course, that means Ronda goes to SmackDown, which I don't see. I don't even... Because that would also also entail Becky winning earlier in the night. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Or how... I don't know how the matches are laid out, but you get what I'm saying. So, I mean... And... And... Taking the automatic rematch clause out of the whole situation actually allows for more of this shit to make sense when it happens. <laughs> if it happens. You get what I'm saying. So yeah. I don't know. Lot of, lost in the air, but I think the smart money is Ronda Rousey. Same. <laughs> WWE Championship. The new Daniel Bryan versus uh, the real AJ Styles? Yeah. I guess. Who <laughs> you got? Uh, Dan O'Brien. I think there's way more story to tell with this new Daniel Bryan. With uh, this amazing new character. Yes, this heel care this heel champion has way more to tell and there's way many way more stories and I think moving on from him, we'll see. Moving on from AJ Styles will allow us to open that up and tell those stories. So I think Dan O'Brien's gonna Retain and this can officially end this feud. And what an absolute amazing, fun promo segment that they had, uh, mostly with <laughs> Daniel Bryan basically giving it to Vince McMahon. How great was that? I I love that, D, uh, that Vince McMahon is was part of that segment. It, it shows that this is a top feud, the top story. That they're invested. Yeah, in. that's that you when you get the touch events. I loved it. I loved everything Dana Bryan said. I love the Dana Bryan character right now. This is man, stuff's gotten good the last few weeks, guys. Yeah, yeah, it really has. A, a little thing even in that that I'm sure a lot of people noticed, but the camera almost missed was Daniel Bryan trying to pull Vince McMahon in front of him when AJ went to throw the phenomenal forearm. Uh, was not the best angle, which WWE usually does not mess up on. So I don't know how that happened, but I, just little things like that. And Daniel Bryan's, uh, change it, impotent, uh, you know, fickle. I love all of it. I've never been, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I was all about the yes movement. I've never been more invested in this guy in his entire career. This is my favorite version of Daniel Bryan right now. I don't know if this is my favorite version, uh, I but I like it. It's it's on par with any version that I've ever liked, I guess. This is 
this is pretty solid. Uh, I, I really enjoy what he's doing. It's it's not easy to reinvent yourself like that, you know? No, no. Especially when he was literally one of the, if not the most beloved character slash performer in the company. Yes. For years, even when he wasn't wrestling. Yes. And I like the juxtaposition that Essentially, the things that he's mad about and fighting for are good things. <laughs> right? I mean, like, fuck him because he wants to save the planet, right? Right. So, it's essentially, they're good things, but he's just such a fucking asshole about them. That you yeah, can't... and let's be real. Sure, they're good things, but everybody hates when it's crammed down their throat. Yeah, I mean, you know, Thanos. Th- <laughs> Thanos wanted to kill half of everyone, and it was like, he was probably right, but, I mean... <laughs> Doesn't make it okay. Does not make it okay. Okay, here's the grandmother of them all, Mike. The universal title match. Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Who you got? So this really comes down to two questions, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, one one question, right? One question, two matches is what this comes down to. And this is kind of going to give away my pick for the Rumble, but... So is it going to be Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor or Seth Rollins versus <laughs> Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? And I think it's probably going to be Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Because I think I mean, he's going to be Mr. Monday Night Raw. He already is, kind of. Uh, but I think it's gonna they're going to elevate him highly in the wake of Roman. And this is like the best way to do it right here. And so I think that Finn's going to put up a good fight, but the storytelling is going to be, well, Finn is a smaller guy, and he had a good chance. Maybe, like, you know, a guy with some quickness, like Seth Rollins, and then he gets the win. He's coming after Brock Lesnar. So we're going to be able to tell a story here with Finn losing but putting up a good fight. Maybe that's a blueprint for how to defeat Lesnar, blah, 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 blase, blase. Um, And I just think Brock wins. (sighs) <sighs> yeah, man. <sighs> I, I, I think I said it to you guys in our group chat. My head says Brock. My heart says Finn. And I like if Finn doesn't win, is anything really different? And I don't think that's a fair statement, even though I said it because the TV has been way better the last few weeks. Yeah, uh, and if Finn doesn't win, does that mean we're not changing? No, man, because if Seth Rollins beats him at Mania, it means we are. Right, yeah, totally. Um, to be just flat-out honest, I like Brock Lesnar, but I'm just tired of it. Uh, I feel like we missed a boat this past year at WrestleMania. Roman just should have won then. Granted, this stuff still would have happened. We still would have had to change things up. But... Maybe, maybe things change because of that. I don't know. I just, I'm tired of the title not being there. And I'm one of these guys who I don't need it on the show every night. I don't need it defended every night. I don't need to see the Universal Champion every Monday. But I still would like to think there's a possibility that they're going to be on the show at least three times a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, you've conditioned us too well. 
to expect this now. <laughs> right. This is your fault, WWE. Because there was a time where your champion was hardly ever on your t- TV show. Yeah, but now absolutely. But you've conditioned us all to need to see your champion every week, and you're not doing it. No, no, they are not. And I just think... I think it's time for a change, and I honestly think... Let me, let me phrase it this way. How surprised would you be if Finn won? I'd be pretty like surprised. On a, on, a, on a scale of like, we'll just say 1 to 10. 1 to 10. A 7 at least. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, that being said, I'm going to pick Finn Balor. I've picked Brock every single damn time that man had a match with a title involved, and I'm just tired of it. I'm picking Finn Balor. That's funny. Remember, like, every month when I pick someone different, and you pick Brock, (laughs) and I just lost every time, and you were just like, dude, when are you going to stop? And here I am. I finally stop, and you go back to it, and you you stop picking him. Yep. I just have this... I have this weird feeling, and I'm probably wrong. Let me ask you this. I know Finn's already kind of said it's not happening, but do we get the demon? Because if we get the demon, Finn's winning, right? If we get the demon, he almost has to win, doesn't he? The demon's never lost on the main roster. Why would you not throw the demon at Braun? Also, by the way, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. This is like literally the biggest match of your career. No shit, you're headlining Wrestle or the Royal Rumble uh, against Brock freaking Lesnar. What did I say? <laughs> you started to say WrestleMania, I thought. I did start to say WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> you're headlining the freaking Royal Rumble against Brock freaking Lesnar for the Universal freaking title. Bro, you show up in the face. Pay- like, you're the demon, okay? Like, there's no... What? You're not going to be the demon for this, but you were going to be a pumpkin fucking demon at some dipshit no-name pay-per-view against fucking uh, Bray Wyatt? Bray Wyatt, yeah. I mean, come on, man. You gave Bray Wyatt at no-name pay-per-view his own special fucking paint, and you're not going to paint up against the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar. Okay. That's just poor fucking storytelling. That, okay, so because my understanding is that you use the demon uh, when it's like, you know, a must-win scenario. Is this not a must-win scenario? When you need that little bit of extra. Yeah, so like you just think you got it like that with Brock Lesnar? Like, that's confidence. <laughs> that's beyond confidence. That's like insanity. And, like, sometimes I get it. He doesn't bust the the pain out until maybe, like, the second match or third match in a feud. But this is the only match in this. Like, this is the only shot you're getting. Right. <laughs> yeah, I... You're still man. picking him even though he's going no pain. We don't know that that's... Are you just going to believe what a wrestler tells an interviewer? Yeah, I am. No, of course he's coming out in the pain, probably. But, I mean... If he does, not if he's. <laughs> it's just stupid if he does. Like, just don't ever do the paint again. If you don't come out of the paint to this, just don't ever fucking do it again. Is it is it fun to think that even though we think we know, we really don't know? Yeah. 
And I think that goes into uh, the Royal Rumble. And we might have to revisit some of this when we talk about the actual Royal Rumble matches. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, 30 men, 30 women, blood, sweat, and tears, and a championship title match on the line. Hang tight. We will be right back. Alright, this is the fun part of the show, Mike. We're going to pick our, I guess, winners for the Royal Rumble, but I also want to do last three, or final three, so your winner plus two on both sides, and then we'll kind of go into maybe some surprises on each side. Sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan to me. Alright, here we go. The men's, I guess we'll start with that. I think there's, we left off with the whole Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar, Universal title talk. And I think we'll just keep rolling with that. You already kind of told me, I think. So we'll let you go ahead with your winner and the two other possibilities that you see in there with them last. My winner is Seth Rollins. Obviously, as I said, Seth freaking Rollins. Future face of the company. And I believe the last two in the ring with him will be Braun Strowman and John Cena. So the ankle injuries kayfabe, right? With, yes, with John Cena as my alternate winner. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I will we'll give you mine, and then we'll break it down because I'm very. Who did you say, John Cena, Seth, and who? Braun. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go with John Cena winning the Royal Rumble. Oh, with blown with it, huh? Yeah, because it's what I want with. Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre being the other two in the ring with him. Um, there and, is, and Seth is my runner-up. Seth is my alternate. I could also see McIntyre being in there instead of Braun, getting that kind of rub as a final three, final two. I, mm-hmm. I could also see, you know, I, I just think maybe they give it to Braun this year, but I could also easily see that being McIntyre's spot. So good call on that. Good call on all three. That's a good so, story. So, uh, Cena wins. You have him going after Daniel Bryan? Yeah, absolutely. Great story they could tell right there, probably. With Cena being this the one a, to step in and be like, you're, can you I, just can, lost it. And this has come so full circle for me, man. Because as a fan, like, like, I'm just going to be 100% honest with everyone because... I'm not one of these people who's like, I've always loved Cena. He's been great. I hated Cena for the longest time. And within the last probably, I'm going to say three, but it's more realistically probably been four years, I've grown to appreciate how not only how important he is to the company and the industry as a whole, but how good he is and how 
he doesn't get credit for how good he is, if that makes sense. And I don't know what I could ask for that could be more poetic and perfect for John Cena to win the Royal Rumble, to go and face someone who was going to be his brother-in-law, who is now just a complete asshole, and Cena to go save us, the fans. And I'm rooting for this, Mike. This is what I want. And I love it. I love that that's how I feel about this situation. I think that that's probably the best story you could possibly tell with that title, too. Cena getting his 17th, because I saw an interesting quote about Cena winning his 17th. And it was, uh, you made us sit through 2006 with this guy. Yeah. So don't not give us like the end game. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. had to sit through 2006 when he won the title like six times. Mm-hmm. Give us like if the payoff for that was him winning 17. So give it to us. Like you need to. We sat through 2012 and 11 with this guy. Like you have to give us the payoff. And much like you, I agree. Over the last four years. I become a Cena fan three to four years and uh, appreciative of what he does in the ring and for the company. And it kind of made me for a while there wonder if maybe uh, I had misjudged those off years where I right. just hated him so much. So I went back to check some of that stuff out. No, it doesn't really change any of it. It was, <laughs> and it's not his fault. No, it was the bull. It's kind it of the, the Roman Reigns yes. effect, right? Like looking back on it in hindsight, like you hated Cena so much, but like it wasn't his fault, man. He was doing the best he could. And so, also, this is a man that knew he was all they had at a certain point in 2006. So, like, chill on his matches. He had to be safe. Yeah. If he went down, they had nothing. Oh, CM. Yeah. Punk, CM Punk. Okay. Um. Not taken away from Punk, man, but in 2006, he wasn't there yet, okay? That's that's what I'm saying. So, um, I, I you got to give us the payoff, and I would, I, I agree. I think the best story they could tell with John Cena and Daniel Bryan, either one of them, the best options for both of them is to tell this story where Bryan's the top heel and Cena has to stop his madness and... Get that 17th. Give it to us. You guys don't give a shit about breaking any other record or anything. Why the (laughs) fuck do you care about Ric Flair? Yeah, I mean, that is a very fair point to make, sir. Yeah, so that'd be a great story. I just um, would, I think, prefer to see Seth Rollins win the Rumble to go take on Brock Lesnar. But either one, you can still get there. Both those stories yeah, and, can be told. Both those stories can still you, be told. I mean, we we know we're probably going to have a title on each side for WrestleMania, so we can get there one way or another, pro wrestling, like you always say. Uh, that being said, would you rather, we'll go to the other side, would you rather Seth Rollins versus Brock or Seth Rollins versus Finn? Um... You know what's funny is initially I wanted to say, well, in ring, I'd rather see Seth versus Finn, but I don't think I would. 
Like, in ring, I'd be interested to see what Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar could put together. Knowing the way that Lesnar works with, like, gifted workers. Yeah. I'm interested to see what they could put on. We've seen Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. We've seen Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor at a main event level. So, uh, if Rollins is going to win, I ultimately want to see Rollins be the one that takes the beast down. It'd be cool to see Balor get that rub at the Rumble. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be disappointed either way. But for me, and the company moving forward even, I think, I prefer to see Bal- or um, Rollins pick up that win at Mania. I, that's just me. No, it's, it's a fair statement, man. And for crying out loud, we've been riding Seth Rollins' uh, dick on this show for, what, a good eight months now? Yeah, I'm a huge Rollins mark, man. I have been for, you know... So Seth Rollins was a thing, really. So, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open about that. I'm not gonna, you know, take away from that. But so, like, obviously, this whole thing's based around. I haven't been sitting here like, well, I'd like to see Finn Balor do this. No, <laughs> like Rollins and, is my dude. This is what I want to see. Right. And I, I'm a huge Finn fan. Um, you know, also a huge Seth Rollins fan. So, to be, to be fair. If Finn loses and Seth wins the Rumble, I'm still happy. So, either way, I'm good. I just hope that if Finn does lose, he looks strong and he still gets put into something important. And this kind of leads me to the next part, man. If not John Cena for Daniel Bryan, who makes sense, man? Because I don't see anyone really standing out. I mean, yeah, you've got Mustafa Ali. It's a possibility. You've got Almas, which is... Or Andrade, sorry. Which is a possibility. Uh, but maybe somehow Finn gets over there. I don't know. But if it's not John Cena, I don't know who fights Daniel Bryan for this title at WrestleMania. Ray or Joe. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, and I'd be okay with that. I'm not gonna, definitely not gonna shit on that. But then also, I asked the question: What do we do with AJ Styles at WrestleMania? AJ Styles at WrestleMania. See, no matter what, that's still a question. What is AJ Styles doing at WrestleMania? Because if Daniel Bryan loses or wins, then A and AJ loses this match. We have to move on. Maybe we'll know more at the Royal Rumble. Oh, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> well, I mean, like, all right. I mean, like, as far as AJ, like, maybe there will be something. Maybe something happens during the Rumble match itself. Okay. Maybe well, let's play with that. Something. Let's play with that. I'm gonna give you three surprises. Three surprises you're thinking are going to happen. And by surprises, I mean entrance into the Rumble. Uh, who do you think we're going to see pop up that will either be a absolute utter surprise, something fun, or you know, just something that, like, oh, I didn't know this guy was ready or coming back so soon, something like that? I think we're going to see the Velveteen Dream. You do? Yeah, I think he's going to be a one-off. Okay. 
Okay, uh, I like it. I, I don't. Gonna, I don't agree, but I like it. I think we're going to see the Velveteen Dream. I think okay. we are going to see um, Booker T. I think that's a good possibility. He did just wrestle last weekend at his uh, promotion. Go ahead. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Fucking that right on for me. And <laughs> there's always, always a chance that Diamond Dallas Page will show up and throw out a diamond cutter. That is also a, an absolute possibility. He is promoting a brand new book, so that's on the table as well. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go some different routes, which is I'm glad. I'm glad we're not hitting the same uh, notes here. I think Bray Wyatt comes back. Oh, he's been ready. He's worked some house shows. Uh, I think it's time. Something for him to do, though. Who the hell knows at this point? But have they fucking ever? (laughs) I mean, he's got to come back eventually. And he's ready, so the only thing I could think that they're waiting for is for him to be a big pop surprise uh, return at the Royal Rumble. Okay. I also I also think that we'll see Matt Hardy return at the Royal Rumble. Maybe for a one-off, maybe for another short run, but he's claiming he's cleared, he's 100% healthy, best he's felt in years, so who knows. But I, I think both of those guys show up. Do they continue working together? Do they do another angle? I don't know, but I'm intrigued that that could be something that develops in the Rumble. My fun one that I want, Mike, are you ready for this? Hold on, I got a question real fast. Yeah. How the fuck did Matt Hardy's spine unfuse itself from his <laughs> Dude, pelvis? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. All right. <laughs> My fun one, Mike. I want Papa Shango to come back. It, really? I don't want Kama Mustafa. I don't want the Godfather. I want Papa Shango. Because we get the Godfather pretty regularly. Yeah. I like Kama he's Mustafa. Been doing, he's been doing the uh, the independent loops, doing double duty, doing Godfather and Papa Shango. So, you know, why not? That's a really clever one. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to throw one more out. I want to get your percentage. What's your percent out of 100, clearly, that Kenny Omega pops into the Royal Rumble? Oh, this is a good question. Because, let me just throw this out there before everyone starts screaming. The real answer might be zero, because if you believe what we're being told, he's under contract till January 31st. That said, one, the first point is, if you believe what we've been told, and two... Do you really think that Vince McMahon would have a problem buying out the last, like, what, three days or four days of his contract? I I don't think there would be an issue, but I'm just saying that, you know, to say it. I think there's a 100% chance he doesn't show up at all. (laughs) You're going 100%? No, like, realistically, I think that there is a 12.5. 6-2% chance that he shows up. You're going to put points of percentage points in there? Yeah, man. I just mathematically did it in my head, so that's what it came to. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to... 
I'd be a little more optimistic than you, but not much. I'll say, I'll give it a 30% chance that Omega pops in. However, that being said, if Omega's in a rumble, he has to win. Like, he fucking has to. He has to fucking like, win. And it, like, has to. Has yeah. to. He has to win and he has to go against, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yes, there's no, like, <laughs> there, don't play with this WWE. Like, and then he has to win against Daniel Bryan. At WrestleMania. Yeah, like he, there's no, this isn't a game. He has to win this. Don't, don't fuck around. Like, (laughs) don't be dumb. Like, you know what has to happen here. If you do this, like, you know, just know going in, like, this is what we got to do. Like, if he's in it, he's got to win it. It's the way that it's got to be. All right, let's take a look at the women's, Mike. Who, who you got? Give me three. Winner and uh, a, an alternate and the third man, third woman out. Becky. To win? To win. And I think the last two with her, in no particular order, will be Charlotte and Bailey. Because they're going to give Bailey okay. just a little bit of love on this. I'm going to go with Becky also to win. And I'm going to go, I like your Bailey pick, but I'm going to say uh, Ember Moon. Oh, good one. She was really close to winning the one, the Battle Royal at Evolution. I think they can play on that. And no, I think that it's definitely a possibility. Uh, those are all good choices. I've got a question for you. Shoot. Who do you think is going to be the Iron Man and Iron Woman? Good questions. Uh, Iron Man. Hmm. Let me think about this. I know, it's a tough one because, like, all the good ones really are in matches that night. Except for who? Andrade. Andrade will be the Iron Man. <laughs> they're high on him. I don't think they're ready to pull a trigger on him. I think Andrade is the Iron Man for the men. And for the women... <sighs> I think it might be Bailey. That's what I see. I'm saying Bailey gets the Iron Woman. And I... Yeah. It's That's a really good choice for it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I a think really so. really good choice. And as far as the men, I think it's Seth freaking Rollins, baby. Iron <laughs> Man, Rumble winner. I don't. Beating the beast. I, I don't. I don't hate that at all. I actually like that a lot. He's so gonna, he's gonna be our wrestler of the year next year. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance of that too. Now, you got any surprises for the women? Any pop ups? Any? Introductions, any—I mean, there's really not a lot of female Beth, stars. Beth Phoenix. To. Yeah, I can see that. Obviously, Trish and Lee will be there. Yeah, but we've done that. I know, man, but there's not. It's like you said, there's not. Sable. Sable would be a surprise. Sunny would be a surprise. No, there's like no chance that's happening. Well, you no. should, I'm just throwing out like what would be <laughs> surprises, right? 
Oh, um, that'd be a surprise. Sonny showed up. Jesus um, Lord. <laughs> like, there's just there's just not a lot of women. Here's the problem with women in wrestling, right? They either get so far out of ring shape that they can't make comebacks, or they fucking die. Like, really young. Jesus, send your hate mail to King of Nerds at Drive By Podcast. <laughs> well, like, I'm not saying that, like, is like a fucking mean way, but man, it's just like <laughs> something seems to happen with women in wrestling where they fucking die young, okay? Or they, yeah, or they yeah. go on to have, like, fucking kids and families and being a mom and not staying in ring shape is the more important factor in their life. So that means that the very small group of women who still can't come back and do this, we exploited them like already a hundred times this year. So there's no fucking shockers, <laughs> I don't think, that we're going to be able to pull, except maybe Sable. I just don't want to bring him back. Bull Nakano is Bull Nakano still alive? Bull Nakano? I have no idea. That'd be dope. I'd be down for Bull Nakano. Now I'm looking it up. <laughs> Who do you I would think? Say... Who do you think would be while I'm looking this up? I don't know if there's anyone who's going to be shocking other than Sable. Maybe. Victoria, if if they let her back, I don't know what the deal is. Why she hasn't been back for any of this stuff yet? Uh, I can tell you who won't be in it is Gail Kim because she's a ball of fun sunshine, isn't she? Yeah. What is going on with them and Gail Kim? Shit, man. Gail Kim thinks that they are apparently the most racist, horrible company on the planet, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in her shoes. I didn't work there during her time. I don't know what she experienced, but I just, the more she promotes it, the more it just sounds like sour grapes. You know, I, I, I don't believe her story and I'll tell you why is because WWE is run by white men and everyone. Well, this might actually make me more inclined to believe her story. (laughs) <laughs> no. Uh, everyone knows that white men love Asian women. <laughs> uh, again, you can send your hate mail to King of Nerds at Drive by Podcast. So I bet a lot of shit was probably said or from Michael Hayes. Can you imagine Michael Hayes? <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey there, boss. <laughs> I like the Asians. Oh my god. Alright, moving on. Uh I can't believe I what? just said that. I I can't believe you just said that either. Michael Hayes said uh, it. it wasn't me. Yeah. It was a joke about Southerners not having any coof. Uh-huh. 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 Anyway, well, uh, should we get out of here before we drive away the fans we have? Yeah, Bullnacana <laughs> is not dead, by the way. She's 51. All right, there's a, that'd be a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a big one. Um, yeah, it's weird. Sable would be the big one, and I don't know if that's going to happen. I really don't think it is. I don't think she would have any interest, though I think it would be be super fun. Eve, I mean, she can't wrestle. Eve but... Torres. Oh, you know what? I take that back. You know who we haven't seen? Melina. Melina. Melina and Eve Torres, that... I, I think, could be comebacks. Yeah, those would, those would be good. Let, let's, let's, 
Let's cross our fingers that we Eva see Marie. them just, just e- for nostalgia. Eva Marie. Yeah, you could do Eva Marie. She's on Celebrity Big Brother right now. Yeah, and, and that would be a that would be an easy one to get some press for. You know what I mean? She comes in, she doesn't last long, but it gets a lot of you know talk going. Yeah, she's got purple hair now. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Her skin still glow. Yeah, man, she looks like a living statue still. Yeah, <laughs> she is gorgeous. Uh, man, I am so pumped for this weekend. Uh, of course, when you guys listen to this. It will be heading and leading you into takeover. So enjoy the show. I'm sure that we will have a lot to discuss next week, breaking down all the fallout from this uh, weekend. So that's all I got, man. You you got anything else you want to throw in before we uh, wrap this up? No, nah, man. I'm good. All right, guys. Well, it's the road to WrestleMania. It kicks off this Sunday. Uh, best time of the year for a pro wrestling fan in my opinion uh let's just hope that the mcmahons keep their word and make these changes and continue to make these changes because the show has been very good a lot better uh improved however you want to look at it you definitely can't say it's the same thing we've been watching for the last you know two three months where it's been seeming like they weren't trying they are trying and when this company tries they do good things I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. I've been trying to be Sasquatch for 25 years. But these animals, in fact, are also real. A sinner. A sinner. I do think there's a squash in these woods. Back to searching for Bigfoot with me, celebrity Bigfoot hunter, fourth biggest actor in the world, Mark Wahlberg. I hear your sister's doing well in her pregnancy still. I'm very happy for her. Send, tell her I'm going to be sending her an autographed bib for the baby. It's going to say, uh, family is a funky bunch. Or some nonsense like that, some tough foolery. I don't know. I don't come up with the products. My wife's in charge of all that. Any kind of licensing deals, you just got to send it to her. It's uh, Mrs. Marky Mark uh, at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Anyway, so this week, since it's still so cold outside in Ohio, it's, it's fucking freezing in Ohio. Like, who would have ever known that Ohio would get this fucking cold? Like, I had no idea that Ohio got this cold. I really didn't. I really had no clue when I started my call out here. Couldn't believe it. So anyway, since it's so cold still, it was like, it's like negative degrees and shit. That's like Boston cold. That's like fucking Boston cold, guys. You guys get fucking Boston cold here. So I thought it'd be nice if Steve and I sat down and did some Q&A. Some internet Q&A this week. Steve, are you ready to do some internet Q&A? Oh, crikey. Hit me, mate. Steve, have you called your family yet? That's not an internet question. That's a Mark question. Have you called your, have you called your family yet, Steve? Moving on, mate. Moving on. So that's a no. Okay, so the first question is from me. It's from Bonahunter69, XXX2014. It's a clever name. It's a clever name. It's for me. It says, Mark, could you please give an in-depth description of your deepest Tom Brady sexual fantasy? Okay, so first it starts right, alright? So I'm just laying on my bed, right? And the shower shuts off. You know, after a couple minutes of drying off or whatnot time. Out of my personal luxurious master bedroom, bathroom. 
walks Tom Brady wearing nothing but an all-white Tom Brady jersey. His hair's ruffled up. He's got a little, got a little whiskers going because he hasn't shaved in a few days. He says, hey, Mark, you ready to play ball? From there, I proceed to swallow him down whole. We make love epically for hours upon hours. And then finally, I whisper, Tom, finish inside me. And then we cuddle until the morning comes and we share pancakes. That's my deepest, uh, that's about as in-depth as I can get on my deepest Tom Brady sexual fantasy. Question number two. Question number two comes from Owen Fan for Life. That's got to be made up. Okay. Steve, he wants to know why your Australian accent appears to go to Russian, back to Australian, uh, seemingly out of nowhere, for no reason. Steve, could you please go ahead? I believe you've answered this question once before, but could you please go ahead and answer it again for our listeners? This is a constant question we get. That's right, mate. And in passing, I believe... I may have mentioned it to you. Uh, you may have asked me a similar question earlier in the show. But this is a complicated answer that I will try to simplify the best I can. Basically, when you die, you realize that reincarnation, mate, it's real. Hugo's called Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin is the form of soul that you know and love as the Australian crocodile hunter. But I have been several different versions of Steve Irwin in different bodies from different lands. So sometimes, mate, these other characteristics of the core soul that is Steve Irwin will come through. Mate, it's kind of like have you seen uh, Terminator 2? Yeah, I think everybody's seen Terminator 2. It's a brilliant movie. It's maybe my favorite movie of all time, Steve. It's maybe my favorite movie that I don't star in. That's probably why it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, how many, how many fucking movies you starred in, Steve? Anyway, the scene where the liquid Terminator is melting in the end and turning into all the different Terminator versions, copies that he made of himself. You remember that scene, mate? Yeah, yeah. Steve, I understand. You're not explaining it to me. Steve, you've explained it to me before. You explain it to the fucking fans. You don't have to keep, like, double-checking with me. I know. Well, that's kind of like what happens in my head when I try to talk to you, especially because I'm talking to you. Basically, fans, like, when you die, you get the accent of everybody that you've ever, like, loved or talked to or been or anything like that ever. So, you know. Kinda what you said. That's pretty much it. Like, you just get a weird accent when you die. Like, when every, like, everybody that dies talks like Steve. Like, it's really weird. Okay. So. <laughs> that's not what I said at all, mate. That's basically what Steve said. Moving on. Uh, another question for Steve. This one is from Crocfucker. That's a good name. Crocky. Crocfucker. Crocfucker. It's a dangerous game, mate. That's a good name. Do you see me, Steve? That's my Australian accent. Crocfucker. What'd you think? Meh. Passable, I guess. Alright, right. It's better than your fucking Australian accent, Steve. I'll tell you that. I'm not even fucking Australian. I'm from the south side of Boston. Never would have thought that I'd ever be sitting here with a weirdo from fucking Australia, though. Steve, this question from Crocfucker. 
Steve, they want to know, really? A stingray? Really? Steve, that's a good question. Like, you might need to explain yourself on this. I'm like, because I think everybody, like, when it happened was just like, a fucking stingray? What a... That's not... I'll be honest. We all thought it was going to be a fucking... A crocodile, Steve. Crikey, so did I, mate. So did I. I have no explanation. It's pretty, pretty pathetic. I can't even deny it, mate. Fair enough. Fair enough, Steve. Okay. This question's for me. It's from Bonalord. That's another good name, Bonalord. Like, you had to really be in at the, like, the, like, the, the ground floor of Twitter to have a name like Bonalord, not have to have it be like Bonalord 1 or Bonalord 69 or something like that. They said, Mark, was it worth helping the Transformers and being away from your daughter? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it, it was very stressful being away from my daughter. I did not enjoy that at all. Uh, I think any parent will tell you that being away from the child is like the hardest thing that they can do. Especially from someone that grew up with such a close-knit family on the south side of Boston. Isn't that right, Donnie? Isn't that right? We grew up very close-knit. So anyone who grew up like that will tell you it was very hard for me being away from my daughter. But Optimus Prime needed my help. What was I going to do? Optimus Prime needs your help. you got to leave your daughter at home. You don't want her around there running around with Transformers. What if she gets stepped on? She gets stepped on is like the least of your worries too, and that's a huge fucking worry. Like, have you ever been in a position where getting stepped on was the least of your fucking worries, but it was like the biggest fucking worry ever still? Like, you don't have to worry about getting stepped on by a giant robot. So I had to leave my daughter at home. The Optimus Prime and the Autobots needed my help. So yes, it was worth it. But like, yes, it was very devastating to me to have to leave my daughter. Thank you. Thank you for that question. Steve, this question's for you. Hi, mate. And since this is a wrestling show, it pertains to professional wrestling. Steve, as as an Australian, who's your favorite professional wrestler, Buddy Murphy or Peyton Royce? Uh, mate, can you say those names again, mate? Buddy Murphy or Peyton Royce? Mate, I have no idea who they are. Steve, this is a My fucking wrestling wrestler? show that we're on here. You gotta get it together. Mate, I've been dead for ten years. My uh, my foray in professional wrestling is very limited, but there was a man named Outback Jack who used to wrestle kangaroos until he could fuck them in the ass, and he was my favorite. Is he still putting on shows? Ask him for a friend. I believe, mate, you can rent private parties for a small fee of $200. Donnie, Tony, I know what, you, what we're doing for your fucking bachelor party. I'm gonna watch it do a fucking kangaroo. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck you and your fucking bachelor party, Donnie. I fucking hate you so much. All right. So, new question. Steve, if you could pick any other accent besides Australian, what other accent would do you think would be more annoying coming from your mouth? Oh no, wait. I take that back. That question was for me and my Boston accent. I am uh, not a fan of this question. I, what do you think? Boston accent? That's not that bad. Boston accent's not annoying. But I guess if I wanted to be crikey. more annoying, I'd talk like, Crikey, throw a shrimp on the barbie. Crikey, throw a shrimp on the barbie. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me, Mark Wahlberg. It doesn't work. Hi, I'm Mark Wahlberg, fourth place actor in the world, right, mate? It doesn't work. I don't think I like it. I don't think I like it. Steve, this question's for you. This is from Erwinian... 92. Steve, how the fuck do you have so many fans? Steve, are you tweeting in your own questions? Not at all, mate. I'm a ghost. Uh-huh. Okay. 
This question's for you. Which Mel Gibson's ass would you rather kick? The what women want version of Mel Gibson or the Mad Max version of Mel Gibson? It's just laughable to think that you'd be able to kick Mad Max's ass, Steve. You might as well just go with the what women want version. Wouldn't we all want to kick the what women want version? Yeah, he was a fucking prick in that fucking movie, man. He really fucking was. Poor Alan Hunt. So who are you going? I guess I guess you said what women want. Clearly. Okay. What Sorry. women want version. So- Mad Max was fun and uh, enjoyable movie. Okay, this question's for me. It's from Marky Mark Must Die, 2000. Steve, Steve, did you do this one? Steve, I know you're the one coming up with these Twitter handles. There's no way that people hate me this much and love you this much. This is impossible. I'm the fourth biggest actor in the world. Mark, I'm a ghost, Mark. You clearly Mark. see that I cannot Mark. touch anything. The question is Mark. Who was more annoying to work with, Will Ferrell or Megatron? I'm going to be honest with you. They were equally annoying in different ways. Will Ferrell, like, he has to be the center of attention all the time. He's always cracking jokes, always has to have people looking at him and laughing. Uh, Megatron is uh, he's a giant fucking evil robot. So, you know, it just kind of depends on what mood you're in that day on. Who's probably the more annoying? Most days, I guess I'd say Megatron. You know, he's got a real diva complex. But, uh, you know, Will also has a diva complex. Uh, Mac. What's up, Steve? Wasn't Megatron CGI? No, Steve. The movie's about giant robots that talk and fight. What do you think we fucking did? We just made them up? Uh, precisely. It's like you don't even have any idea how movies work, Steve. It's crazy. It's crazy you don't have any idea how movies or anything works, Steve. It's wild. I'm fucking shocked, Steve. You have no idea how movies work. It's crazy. I'd have never guessed. Okay, next question for Steve. Steve, it's, they say here, this is from, um, this is from, uh, you know, we'll go ahead and say that this, uh, Twitter handle is called Steve's Dick Smells Like Crocodile Pussy. How about that, Steve? Fuck you. Crikey. I don't think that was a Twitter handle, Yeah, mate. that's the Twitter handle at Steve's Dick Smells Like Crocodile Pussy. That's exactly what it is. I couldn't believe it either, Steve. I was shocked. I couldn't believe someone said something about you. But they say it's more of a challenge, Steve. They say, Steve, can you say Dingo Babe? Hold on, Steve. Let me read this again. This is a really weird question. Can you say dingo babies and then smile and then say dingo babies and don't smile? We're not even like filming. This is crazy. We're just recording. But like, can you say dingo babies and smile and then say dingo babies and don't smile? Uh, dingo babies? Dingo babies. There you go. Okay, there you have it. This question's for me. Mark, can you please get the band back together? Announce we're coming in two weeks. Mark, are you and John Cena as sexually active as you and Tom Brady are? And have you ever considered a big old New England threesome? Considered it. <laughs> we call we call it a Boston trifecta. Oh, another question for me. This is our last question for the night. Steve, this question's for me, it is. Hey, man, it mate. Donnie, it kind of involves you. If you switched places with your brother Donnie, would you still be happy? No. Of course I would. I'd be fucking miserable. I'd be this lame failed pop star who has to run his fucking younger brother's fucking car lot and fucking burger joint. Go flip my fucking right burgers, here. Donnie. Go flip my fucking burgers. Ha ha ha. We always get to work it in there that you flip my fucking burgers, Donnie. Steve, you got anything to add for this week? That's all we got for the Q's and the A's. Nah, mate. Just dingo babies. Dingo babies. That's all we got this week. I'm eating Sour Patch Kids right now. You can hear I'm chewing up in my gums right now. It's messing up the way I'm talking. That's all we got for this week, guys. Have a, we'll see you next week. 
on uh, Sunday for Bigfoot with the world's fourth biggest actor, uh, me, Mark Wahlberg. Did my accent just sound stupid? On a hippie trailhead full of zombies. I met a strange lady, she made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. And she said, Do you come from a land down under? A women go 